Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast, we're in Ephesians 3. Hi. Okay, so um, this passage, I think uh, one one thing that struck, struck me was verse 6, where it says, This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body. And uh, I was thinking about this fact that, you know, for the Gentiles to hear this, that they're members of one body and that they've been included, um, that would that must have been such an an amazing thing to hear, and um, I was thinking about my own journey, and um, you know, for a lot of Christian life, it kind of felt like, um, or not my Christian life, but when I was first um, exploring Christianity, you know, I felt like an outsider looking in, and wondering if I'm ever gonna understand. Um, you know, what Christians um, found so amazing about the gospel. And uh, so to, you know, one day realize that, wow, you know, even though I was excluded at one point, I've been included. And that was not uh, my own doing, but it was because, you know, God you know, had mercy on me and he, he showed me that kind of grace. That was an amazing um, thought. And you know, that is, you know, just the fact um, that everyone finds themselves in, that once they were excluded, but now that they've been included. And we were all Gentiles, um, but, you know, God extended grace and included us. And I think, you know, that wonder needs to, you know, we shouldn't allow that wonder to escape us, but um, that's what's going to help us to kind of carry on in our faith. And, um, and I think that also highlights just the, a wonder of the gospel. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I wanted to focus on verse 7 to 10, and there's a slight overlap with what Ellen pointed out. But first, thinking about what is the result of uh, the gospel coming into our lives? How does that affect our identity? In verse 7, Apostle Paul says, of this gospel, I was made a minister. So the gospel transforms our lives and makes us ministers, first and foremost. I think it's not um, a tent maker. It didn't make him you know, a religious leader. It, that's not the identity or it's not his vocation, but it's the fact that we're ministers. And I think that goes along with the, our firm belief in that the priesthood of all believers, First Peter 2. And just even thinking about um, this past Friday's Bible study that I was giving in Second Timothy and the charge that Apostle Paul gave to Timothy. Um, it was to be a good soldier of Christ and to not get caught up in civilian affairs and to remember his identity first and foremost. And I think that's just challenging in this verse that what is his identity? It's a minister to share the gospel. And for Apostle Paul, it's not something that he earned or uh, was, you know, but it was given to him. It was a gift by God's grace. And that theme of grace is throughout this text, again, from the verse two, and we see here in verse seven and verse eight and later on as well. And um, I was just thinking about for him, he, he says in verse eight, to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace has was given. And of course, I think he's thinking of his own testimony. And as Ellen was saying, when we think about how far we were from God, where we were before we met God and how he brought us near and for Apostle Paul, that that would never be lost upon him. And I was thinking about the reference to First Timothy 1.12. Uh, to 16 where he says i thank him who has given me strength christ jesus our lord because he judged the faith judged me faithful appointing me to his service though formerly i was a blasphemer persecutor and insolent opponent but i received mercy because i had acted ignorantly in unbelief and the grace of our lord overflowed from me with the faith and love that are in christ jesus 
The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost, but I receive mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who are to believe in him for eternal life. As Ellen said, I think this is something we have to come back to again and again, which is the gospel, which is our testimony of how God rescued us, how he saved us, and it's by his grace. And ultimately, again, what is this? To lead us to, it's to be a minister, and in verse 8 again, it says, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I think that is what we're supposed to do. And verse 9, and to bring to light for everyone is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. And that the mystery is that the gospel's for everyone, um, Gentile and Jew. And ultimately, in verse 10, what's encouraging is that it's not just Apostle Paul as a single heroic figure, but he says, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to rulers and authorities. And that's the role of how the gospel, that's how the gospels can get spread throughout the world. It's going to be through the church as believers. Each one of us has received the calling of being a minister and we're coming together, being the body of Christ. And when the body of Christ is working, right, I was just convicted. That's, that's beautiful. That's what the world needs to see. And when the world sees uh, Christians bearing one another's burdens, being honest, speaking the truth in love, building each other up, able to be there for one another, as well as to uh, share this gospel message and find purpose uh, to be rescued from our sins and to find purpose for our lives. That's going to really affect uh, the world around us. So it's really encouraged and challenged uh, by those verses there. And finally, um, in verse 17, where it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength. I was thinking about how important it is to be rooted and grounded in love. And um, because that's what's going to help us to have the strength to carry on. And that's, um, you know, when we, when you look at children, children who are really confident in their parents' love for them, you know, they are the ones who are, you know, they have, they are able to actually face a lot of different um, challenges that come their way. You know, it's because they're rooted in their um, sense of being loved. And I was thinking in the same way, if we're rooted in our understanding of God's love for us, that somehow we've been um, included, though we were excluded at one point, um, you know, that is what's going to give us the strength to carry on in our Christian life and to be faithful and to face um, whatever hardships and difficulties come our way, you know. Um, so I was just thinking about that, how that needs to really be our prayer, um, just as it was Apostle Paul's prayer for them, um, that we would be rooted and grounded in love, understanding the gospel, the way that God saved us, and how um, amazing that is, you know, that really needs to feed our soul. I just one last point uh, from the famous verse, from verse 20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Uh, I always thought about this verse uh, in terms of how, you know, we pray for something, God is powerfully able to work beyond our imagination. Often it's in some circumstance or some situation. Uh, but I was thinking about this verse. Uh, it says, according to the power at work within us, that what, we, what, what he can do, what he can transform is us. And that was really encouraging to me because, man, that's what I, I think I need a lot of times when I think about my own sins or struggles and to see that now to him who is able to do more than I can imagine. Like, I can, can I imagine being changed in so many of the ways of my weaknesses and faults and sins? And that's a glorious thought that God can do that, and he can. 
And so uh, just praise to him, this doxology that ends, just giving praise to God. And so I was just really encouraged again at the end with this text. So hope that encouraged you guys as well. Okay. Bye, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.